Welcome to Divine Intimacy Radio, a co-production of EWTN Radio and SpiritualDirection.com, where we provide you with a spiritual haven of rest and explore the riches of the wisdom of the saints and the path to union with God. This is Dan and Stephanie Burke. Welcome to Divine Intimacy Radio, your radio haven of rest. Your hermitage of the heart. Your monastery of the mind where we lift our hearts and minds to heaven to draw upon the wisdom of the saints to help us navigate through this dark valley that we're in. And today we're going to talk about a secret that does light up the darkness and that does help you with prayer. And I'm going to start with you, Steph. Mm. Well, I'll, I'll tell a little bit of me, but I'm, and then I'm going to go to you. I started my prayer life, serious prayer life, as a Catholic when I was in seminary. Well, no, I wasn't a, I wasn't a Catholic. I was an Anglican seminarian at the time. And they had us get a little icon and then a candle. And that was the beginning of my sacred space thing. And it really, the candles are mesmerizing, like because of their, their beauty, their simplicity, but they're always changing. But so I no longer use candles, but you still do at your altar. So it helped me a ton, but you've got, I think, 3,422 candles on your altar. <laughs> Is that true? Not true. Okay. Not so true. How many but, do you have? But mine have become part of it is a is a votive offering mm-hmm. because I I do have a, a kind of elaborate um, sacred space that's developed over the over the years with very precious things that I've collected, um, an antique crucifix that's breathtaking mm-hmm. and the icon from our honeymoon that we yeah. got at the top of the Vatican, yeah. things like that. And so the the little votives that I use, I, I light them um, every morning as I uh, go into prayer, um, aid, and, and they also draw my heart to the saints, to our Lord. Um, and it is truly a light in the darkness because I pray in the dark. Yes, you do. I, I use no lights. I, I really want to be in that darkness. It's very conducive to prayer um do you ever focus on a candle if you're struggling with your distractions or how do the candle i mean it's beautiful of course it's it's more beautiful i I, on occasion i have Uh i I can't say that that i linger there um mostly because i've i haven't needed to yeah Um, but for me it's a votive offering and it's 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 that light in the darkness Mm -hmm. That is just so extraordinary. Um, so that's well. The church in ancient it. times, of course, has used candles to light things, like bring light, but also with the recognition that this kind of light has the ability to draw us to prayer mm-hmm. and to focus on prayer, just like church architecture and all the other things that are beautiful uh, can can help us in the most difficult thing about prayer, which is paying attention and not getting drawn away from distractions by distractions. So we have a friend, uh, a new friend. Her name is Anna Camacho that's joining us joining us on the show today. Why don't you tell folks about Anna? Okay. Anna has been handcrafting Catholic candles since 2019 when she started Corda after St. Joseph gave her the nudge. Corda brings the light of the saints to the domestic church. This family-run Catholic business helps folks create a place of peace and prayer with handcrafted candles 
featuring custom scents directly inspired by the saints and the faith. In addition to candles, artisans and spouses, Anna and Michael are also working to craft a meaningful Catholic business grounded in generosity. Welcome, Anna. So, Anna, before we get beat up by our patrons about, you know, talking about something for sale, one, this is important for your prayer life. Two, if you're going to buy it from anybody, why wouldn't you buy it from somebody who's faithful? Mm -hmm. But I do have a question for you, Anna, to start out. You said you're crafting, handcrafting Catholic candles. No, candles do not have souls. (laughs) <laughs> so so how is it that they're Catholic candles? I don't understand. Oh, you got me, Dan. <laughs> uh, one of the things that is unique about what I try to do with the candles that I make is that the actual experience of burning the candle is itself Catholic. So it's not just there's a pretty picture on the outside or maybe even a prayer to the saint just on the outside of the glass, but it's actually lighting that candle and having the fragrance come into your space and surround you um, that is itself tied to the faith. And that's because every single scent that we have, I've custom blended and taken basically the life of a saint and translated that into scent. So you have this physical kind of connection to them and also this kind of window into their life and into their heart um, in this kind of tangible way, which as you guys were mentioning, you know, we all need sacramentals, right? We all need things that um, we love the theology of the body, like that connect us physically to God and to other people. You know, this on top of the secret of the the candle flame Mm -hmm. to one of the things you mentioned, I've also used when I was first starting out in prayer, just, because I'm easily distracted, my mind is goes like crazy. I used to use incense, mm-hmm. but in this case, you have both in one. What's interesting to me, I'm curious uh, how you deal with the the scent itself, because the scent, the purchase of the scent, is expensive. The wax is fairly inexpensive, but the scent's more. And the reason I know is because I used to make them myself because I was tired of paying crazy prices. And then also I discovered that the secular stores, they will put like a layer of heavy scent on the top mm-hmm. and then it disappears as you get in the candle and you only sort of notice if you're paying attention, which I did because I was praying and I thought, these guys are ripping us off, right? <laughs> but you don't do that. Like what's, uh, I mean, you're an ethical business. So is it blended through 100% of the wax? It is. Yeah. And yeah, it's so funny to hear you bring up that stuff. It sounds like you're working for the wrong team here, Dan. I got to get you you over to Corda. We're on the same team. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it is interesting. I think probably any time you're trying to to do something good, right? There's, Mm -hmm. There's kind of opportunity, opportunity after opportunity where you have to decide, do I do what's right? Or can I just cut a little corner here or no one will really notice or, or that sort of thing. And, and that's from day one, you know, what kind of ingredients am I going to use? What type of businesses am I going to buy from? Um, how am I actually going to make that? How am I going to treat employees? How am I going to treat our customers? Uh, you know, it's just layers upon layers upon layers of how can you 
in in a very like concrete circumstance do what is good and right for others for god for the world for yourself for your family and and that's one of the challenges but also the joys i think of of running your own business and i'm sure you see this too with Avila institute with the radio program like you're constantly trying to say do i choose you know virtue or something else you know <laughs> yes great well i want to get to saint joseph i love saint joseph and our community consecrated ourselves to saint joseph so what does it mean when you say he founded your business Tell us about yeah. that story. Oh, I I love St. Joseph too. So you'll, you may have to stop me if I go on too long. Um, Joseph, I'm sure you all know, is the patron saint of people who are looking for work or currently unemployed. And before Corda, I had lots of different jobs. And the ones I was in at the time, I was just in front of a screen just all day, every day, clicking buttons, kind of moving things from point A to point B. And what I realized over time is I was just really wanted to do something else, something that was creative first off, um, something that you know wasn't in front of a screen that would let me work with my hands. And um, I just couldn't figure out what that was. So I just went to Joseph, right? And I was like, this is this is your area. I have no idea what I want to do. I have no idea what I could do, but I want to please let it be creative and, and with my hands. Um, and I prayed that prayer to him for six years uh, where mm. I was still in these jobs, you know, in front of the screen, which was with great people, um, just not the right job for me. And just there's something really beautiful, I think, when you have a petition that you just have to entrust over and over and over and over again, right? And and it's sort of the, the act of praying itself, the act of surrendering it, the act of saying, okay, this isn't in my hands, it's in yours. I have this desire in my heart, but I don't know what you want. Um, and just laying that kind of at the feet of Joseph to take to our Lord um, over all of these years. And so just really waiting to see what he would come back to me with is kind of the way that I looked at it. Um, and then one day I was not praying to St. Joseph about that at all. I was in mass on the St. Joseph side um, in front of his, his statue there and actually just praying in Thanksgiving because he's such a good father and he's so faithful and um, just really telling him thank you for his example and his love for the Holy Family and it was literally in that moment when the idea for Corda came into my head, mm. recipes, so to speak, for like four different, you know, scent, candle, saint combinations came into my head, like all at once, um, kind of out of the blue. And, and I know for a fact, like, this isn't something that, you know, I just threw together, or came up with, it really does feel like a gift. And it feels like something that I've been kind of given the opportunity to do, but also been asked to do. And, and so I feel like St. Joseph's been driving the bus the whole time and I'm just kind of along for the ride. That's really, really beautiful. And it, it, all the more because you weren't asking at that moment, you were actually thanksgiving, you know, in thanksgiving to him mm -hmm. for being a good spiritual father to you and to your family. 
It's really extraordinarily beautiful. And it's, it's a testimony to that moment when we surrender and when we surrender is generally when the, the answer really comes because there's this laying down of our life and our hopes and our dreams and just saying, I'm okay with what, what is, and I, I surrender this and I leave it to God's perfect timing. And it certainly sounds like that was what was happening for you. That's beautiful. Hey folks, we're going to head into the break. Uh, if you're wondering where Stephanie and I are going to be next or other opportunities for spiritual growth and formation, head out to spiritualdirection.com forward slash events or just spiritualdirection.com. In general, we have thousands of articles, videos, all sorts of things to help you to grow in your faith. After the break, we'll be back again with Anna Camacho talking about this beautiful uh, craft and turned into business of helping us to make our lives more beautiful, both visually and uh, in terms of olfactory stimulation. If you want to know what that is, return after the break. Hi, friends. We want to personally invite you to check out all of our upcoming retreats here at Avila. Head over to spiritualdirection.com forward slash events or click on the events tab on the top of spiritualdirection.com and sign up now for one of our powerful mini retreats, setting the captives free or into the deep or divine intimacy in marriage. Now with both live and online options, our mini retreats can be live streamed right into your living room or parish meeting room. Discover why these events sell out time and time again. That's spiritualdirection.com forward slash events register today. There is a growing need for well-formed, solid spiritual directors in the church today. The Avila Institute, in collaboration with Heart of Christ Spiritual Direction Program, offers a certificate in spiritual direction for those who feel called to accompany others in their journey towards God. The program is grounded in Ignatian and Carmelite spirituality based on a Catholic worldview and draws on the wisdom of the saints with an emphasis on biblical principles and the new evangelization. This program offers both online and on-site classes Discover more and apply today at avala-institute.org. This is Dan and Stephanie Burke. Welcome back to Divine Intimacy Radio. We're talking about one of the secrets to helping you to grow in your faith and in your in your prayer life. And you may think it's a little funny, but it's not. We're dead serious about it because we have them all over our, the retreat center. We have them on our own altar up in the chapel, of course, which is normal, but on Stephanie's altar, and that—that uh, that is, that they are candles, but in this case, we're talking to a woman who is dedicating her life to making uh, these beautiful scents and uh, sights for us. And it's not just a business, a Catholic business; it's a mission for her. Mm-hmm. And Stephanie, you look like you have a question. I, well, I—I want to—I want to take a moment and read the names of these candles because okay. it's just really beautiful and, you're gonna and have it's going to lead into the question that and you're going to have the listeners and viewers smell them yes okay so perfect this is a scratch and sn- and sniff episode show <laughs> don't don't scratch your don't scratch your iphone though it'll look weird they'll think you're trying to get something off your screen i guess so we have the cloistered heart which is inspired by saint elizabeth of the trinity which mm-hmm. uh, you and i are in the middle of but that you should novena. read the back of this this is kind of interesting Okay, well, just for this one, I'm not going to read no, it for no, all no, of yeah. them. So it says, contemplative scents of cherry and violet are inspired by St. Elizabeth of the Trinity. Um, uh, beautiful, you know, yeah. so contemplative scents. Yeah. So then we have Shower of Roses, which is inspired, of, of course, St. Therese. I knew, that, like, the minute 
I heard the whole concept. I thought Therese is easy. Okay. I don't know how you do the other ones, but Therese. Okay. Is okay. Easy. Here's another one. Okay. You might know it. Mystic Bliss. Oh, is you talking Teresa of Avila? You are. Okay. <laughs> well, awesome. I, I get so she helped me into the church. So I have to. I have mm -hmm. to smell this. I'm sorry that our audience doesn't get to smell it. Okay. Okay. Does it wow. pass? Of course. It's very girly. Yeah. Uh, roses in winter, which of course, uh, roses in winter. That's the clue. Uh -huh. There are roses, but it's in winter time. So that's Our Lady of Guadalupe. Okay. Because the roses were yeah. miraculous because they were blooming in the middle of winter. Oh, that's right. Very wow. cool. See, very smart. Um, Our Lady of the Annunciation. That's Fiat. Um, we have night prayer, which is Compline. But I want to. I, I want to ask her a question. Oh, go ahead. I, I'm not. I'm going to ask a question. Hold <laughs> I want to ask a question. Morning prayer, lauds. Okay. Uh, we have Saint Padre Pio, marked by love. Oh, oh see, let me smell. No, it. no, no. That, listen to the name. This is awesome. Okay. Padre Pio, marked by love. He had the stigmata. Oh, wow. Isn't see, this, that awesome? This, this is this so Anna smart. Anna girl. This is, is so creative. Like God of Oh, brain. I love this one too. Wait. St. Michael the Archangel. Ooh. You know what the name is? What? Battle Cry. Oh, look at that. <laughs> and then we have... So if I'm practicing oh, mixed martial arts, I should burn this candle. This is another favorite for me, especially at three o'clock in the morning yeah. when I'm praying this over and over again. What? And that is uh, Font of Mercy. Uh -huh. It's the Divine Mercy Chaplet. So I, I, have, oh, I love can, this. Can I, I ask her a question since you got to read all those? I guess so. Yeah. So I want to ask, do you have any manly sense? Like, you know, have, have you ever seen be, like beard balm? Yeah. They, they have all like, you know, it had tobacco smells and all. What yep. do you got on the manly side? We have quite a few men. So starting kind of from the top, uh, Blessed Pierre Giorgio Frassati is Mountaineer and Pipe Tobacco. Oh, there you go. Um, of course, we've got St. Michael. His uh, is Battle Cry. Mm -hmm. We have Carpenter Shop for St. Joseph, which is Leather and Sawdust. Mm. Uh, we have oh, Martin. Sorry, wait, pause there. Which I got to yeah. say was something very cool. So we have a workshop here. We have 64 acres oh, um, and okay. it's the home base of the Avalon Institute, the community of Apostoli VA. And we have St. Joseph's workshop here, of course, that Jordan and Jordan made this awesome sign that says St. Joseph's yeah. workshop. So we have to get the candle just to burn it in the workshop. Mm -hmm. All right. Okay. okay. Awesome. So, so here's the real question, right? Mm -hmm. Is how do you figure out how to put a saint into a candle? Um, like a scent into a candle. Like, how do you decide that? It's my favorite part of the process, <laughs> to be honest with you, because it starts with just really getting to know a saint. Um, and uh, when I first started, I started with all my favorites, right? And I was like, oh, I, I know, you know, Therese, I know um, Our Lady Star of the Sea, but and you do, right? Like we all kind of have these soundbite versions of saints that, mm -hmm. that we've picked up or we've heard bits and pieces of their life. Um, but when you start with anything that the church has given us on them, like their litanies, you know, which is just title after title after title of these holy men and women, um, or a novena to them, or with the saints, we have their homilies from their beatifications and their canonizations and just all the riches of the church that the church has gathered about their lives. And then there's books about them. There's books by them. And it's actually, you kind of have to rein yourself in a little bit because if I could just read and, and learn about the saints all day, I would. Um, 
And it's really, you have to go in, or what I've found is you really have to go in just wanting to get to know them um, to really say, like, help me draw closer to you so that you can draw me closer to Christ and, and see it as an act of prayer, not like, okay, I'm going to go in there and I'm going to find, you know, a couple of things so that I can put this into a candle, but really trying to like see the person and, um, and then things will come out, you know, and, um, like Elizabeth of the Trinity with cloistered heart, one of the, oh gosh, the cherry and the violet are so rich. There's actually so many different meanings with it. But if we just look at the violet, when she was a teenager, um, before she entered Carmel, she started writing poetry, which she continued throughout her life. And she would use this like bright, vibrant purple ink, you know, this violet <laughs> ink, um, which you can just imagine like a, a girl today with her journal, like I want the purple pen, you know, and, and she's writing away and I just love that about her. And then um, what I learned kind of diving into her life is violets are actually a symbol of the Trinity. So there's kind of this prefigurement of what her religious name would be and oh, wow. all of her mystical writings and, and everything. And, and so from kind of medieval times, the, the violet was used to symbolize the Trinity. And so just kind of packing all of this meaning into the sense. And then, but even if you have the idea, right, like, oh, this would this make a good first it has to smell good together right and it has to have this connection um but then you still have all the science of candle making and you can't just throw things together um so there's a lot a lot of trial and error that goes into it too and you just kind of have to you know give it give it everything you've got and also at the same time know that none of it may work <laughs> just like find a place of peace with that. And I always just trust it to them. I'm like, look, if you want a candle, um, you know, Saint so-and-so, if, if it would be good to, to have a candle for you so that people can learn more about you, like, let's do it. If it's not the right time, that's okay too. You know, a, a little twist that I thought about is yeah. we're always trying to influence our families in, in subtle ways, but beauty is a very powerful way, I think. Mm -hmm. And that's really what you're doing. And, and so you could, for Christmas, you know, give somebody who likes candles these. And I think, I think once, even if someone was not of any religious sentiment, if you gave them one of these and talked about the integrity behind the work, which, so that you're not going to burn off the top layer mm -hmm. and then just and have no sense left, you know, but these are actually beautiful. They're named after a saint. They're interesting. I think you could have an effect on other people that might pique their curiosity about the faith. Yeah, I think this is really beautiful. So I want to hear from you. What are some practical ways to integrate the sacred, pardon me, the sacred and the secular um, into our life? You know, how do we, how do, what are some thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I think the, the first thing is, really just to realize the church has done that for us in so many rates, right? Like holy water is now sacred. Candles are sacred. We use them on the altar. You know, we use them at, at sacraments, like you were saying, like the whole world has already been caught up in all that is good and holy. Um, and so we can do that kind of in, in our own domestic churches um, in very simple ways. Uh, Dan, you were talking about, you know, just having a picture, right? Like something that 
whether you're sitting down with it or you're just walking past it, you know, during your day and it kind of, you catch it out of the corner of your eye. Um, just kind of having things here and there that bring your, your thoughts like to, to what is beyond this earth um, is really helpful having sense, having just physical things around you to connect to the faith. Um, and it doesn't have to be over the head, right? Like you don't have to have 30 crucifixes on your wall in order to do that. And one of the things that I love thinking about is what did the Holy Family's home look like? Mm-hmm. Um, because they wouldn't have had rosaries. They wouldn't, wouldn't have, have had crucifixes. Yeah. You know, they didn't have pictures of the saints. Um, and the Jewish faith is so rich and, you know, you have these little moments, you know, at the doorpost or the oil lamp on the table that bring you back to God. Um, but it doesn't have to be like an explosion, you know, in your house. Mm-hmm. And, and that's one of the things that, you know, with the candles, we really wanted to lead with beauty. Um, it was the intentionality behind the design itself is Dan, exactly what you were saying, where, um, I'm sure you guys have, I have many people that I love dearly who have stopped practicing, but you can, you can share things with them that connect to the faith without hitting them over the head. Right. And beauty is such a good way to do that. So that's why we don't have pictures of the saints or prayers or anything on the candles itself, because you can just be like, here's this great candle that I found. And by the way, it's, you know, handcrafted and great ingredients or whatever, you know, where people are like, Oh, cool. And then if they're like, Hey, that scent is really great. You can be like, well, actually it's connected to this person. And I'd love to tell you about them. And Uh here's their whole life story and that's what you're enjoying you know that it's it's letting it's kind of like opening the side door to the faith in a way that you know we can all connect around just a really cool person who who lived you know that's awesome so we were we were so moved about your story about how you decided to come up with the scent for elizabeth of of the trinity on your site, you know, cordacandles.com, do you have some of those stories in there of how you did that? Because I think that would be incredibly fascinating. I'd probably spend all day on your site just oh, reading yeah. it and then one order one of everything. But, <laughs> so so from your nod, I, I take it it's on there, right? Yeah, every awesome. single page has uh, all that background on what went into the scent, who this person was. Um, we also have blog posts where, and then we're also building out, we're going to start adding our favorite resources. So um, for instance, like for Joseph, here's my favorite books. Here's my favorite prayers. Here's my favorite pieces of art. Like if you just want to really get to know him better, like here's some places to start. So keep an eye out for for those things coming as well. Beautiful. So we'll head out to cordacandles.com and until next time, We're going to have to wrap up. So until next time, may the God of peace make you perfect in holiness. May he preserve you whole and entire spirit, soul, and body irreproachable at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Learn more about the interior life. Visit spiritualdirection.com. Divine Intimacy Radio is a co-production of EWTN Radio and spiritualdirection.com and heard worldwide on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network.